Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. mythical morning it's rogue news and i'm v and he's cj we're bringing you the news the views and all the information important to you check us out roguenews.com follow us on twitter at real rogue news rogue news on every single platform known to humanity we're everywhere you want us to be plus a bag of chips the links are all in the description box you cannot hide from us we're on itunes we're on google Podcasts. we're everywhere baby soon to be on spotify but we're also on stitcher we're also on TuneIn. Everywhere, hell, we even on Pinterest. So when you're perusing ideas for your curtains and this, that, and the other, you could also catch us there in the mean by. And also, um, with that being said, check out our paid sponsors, mycbdedibles.com, mycbdedibles.com for all your CBD edible goodness. And CJ, are they running any specials and new products? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So new products dropping. Hopefully tonight, and then hold tight before you purchase because we will be running a, a special promo discount on everything across the board including the new vape carts are going to be launched as well as the new edibles so just just hold tight as soon as i get those images we'll we'll get the site refresh and boom we'll let everyone know nice absolutely it's going to be fantastic sees lots to talk about this whole kyle rittenhouse thing it is the hot topic du jour it is yeah. uh, quite in- incredible we are going into a third day of deliberations for the jury uh, this is uh, incredible, and that typically is not a good sign. I mean, the great social commentator, the most prolific social commentator of our time, Gus Demas, has said that you, there's most likely at least two wokesters that are in the jury. And he said this months ago. Months ago, Gus was like, hey, there's probably like two wokesters uh, that are in there that are holding this up. And uh, it, it, it appears that way we could be heading towards a guilty verdict, which will then call for a... Uh, actually, it's going to be like a hung jury, man. It's going to be a hung jury. They'll go for a mistrial. And if it goes to a mistrial, that's probably the best thing that can happen because at least the defense kind of learns what the state has in terms of evidence. The defense learned what the state used. The defense learned what they did wrong in terms of what the defense's uh, you know, strategy was. But also, they get to pull the jurors. The defense gets to do that. And if the defense gets to pull the jurors, they can question them as to 
why did they vote? Uh, you know, why would they uh, pick guilty or not guilty? So it's going to be pretty interesting to say the least. Siege. What are your thoughts, man? You know, it's interesting the amount of time this is this is taken in terms of the deliberations. I would I would suspect that at this point, the unfortunately that the jurors are probably not only are they focused on Kyle, but also the ramifications, whether they want to admit it or not. You know, there has to be that concern in regards to the verdict and how that affects things there in their community politically, whether there are riots or whatever take place right after this. You know, what are the ramifications for that? So unfortunately, that's not what should be happening. They should be looked at strictly the evidence that's presented, determining the outcome for Kyle. I, I hope V that they're not at this point thinking that, hey, let's let's try to go the middle of the road. Can we can we convict him on on something, but not something? I can't remember all the charges. I know the. the I mean, they tried everything in the kitchen sink, man. There was one that was that was dropped. But what I'm saying is that gun charge. You know, I I don't know what's inside the minds right now of those those jurors. And and yes, I guarantee you, there probably are one or two who are probably trying to steer the decision, who are probably maybe upholding and saying, hey, you know what? I I don't agree with the conclusion. Let's 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 go back to the drawing board. Let's. Let's take a look at the video one more time. I, I believe that was a topic of conversation as of last night that they had actually asked to review the video. You know, again, um, I, I someone in the chat rooms can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that that took place last night that that they requested to see the video one more time. And they're trying to determine on on how to to show them the video. So uh, needless to say, uh, again, the outcome uh, potentially impacts, you know, not only the community, do they want to potentially be directly, you know, even though they wouldn't be responsible for those individuals actions, no matter which way it goes, unfortunately, V, this has just became even, even the charges. So, so politicized, I I'm, I'm, I'm not sure that they'll, they'll come to the right conclusion regarding this. Yeah, I agree with that. Legalinsurrection.com. Legalinsurrection.com has a great article out there. Rittenhouse trial mayhem courtroom fights over videos and mistrial as jury deliberates. Now, we all know yesterday that two videos were shown. The defense got a grainy, really jacked up, you know, video of the of, of the Rosenbaum shooting and, and Kyle running for his life while having Molotov cocktails thrown at him. Um, and then, of course, the prosecution had the crystal clear HD video from the drone, okay? And it's remarkable, folks, because... That was sabotage, and now it came out that the guy, uh, the, the the prosecution bringer, whatever his name is, right? The 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 the, the right. horrible prosecutor. Uh, this guy, they somebody took a, a picture of his computer, his laptop screenshot, and on his laptop, the file was open. He has two video editing softwares on his laptop, CJ. Two video editing software. Now, see, I don't know about you, but do you have two video editing software on your computer? Because I certainly don't. Usually not if you're going to be editing. I mean, I naturally have one at least, right? right? But right. But but not two. I have a sound. I have a sound uh, editor that's specifically different to do fades, to you know, edit that type of stuff. But I'm not sure why an attorney would need that type of software on his computer unless he was manipulating you know, manipulating the videos. Today completed the second day of jury deliberations in the trial of Kyle Rittenhouse with no verdict being achieved before the jury was sent home for the day. The jury deliberations take place in private, of course, so we can only speculate as to what discussions are taking place amongst the 12 jurors. 
That doesn't mean the day was uneventful. However, as the defense once again asked Judge Bruce Schroeder for a mistrial, notably this time a mistrial without prejudice, meaning that Rittenhouse would be subject to a retrial on these charges. The newest request of this mistrial is based primarily on the undisputed fact that the prosecution had provided a copy of the drone video to the defense that was one sixteenth of the re- resolution. I mean, dude, it looked like it was filmed on a potato camera. It was terrible. The the one sixteenth of the resolution of the version that would actually be shown to the jury during the trial, with no way to know that the high resolution version even existed. The defense now tells the court that they would have shaped their legal arguments and prepared their client to testify different than they did with only the low-resolution version available in their possession. That's incredible, man. Jesus, unreal. The drone video, in particular, is important because it is the only evidence offered by the state to support their argument that Kyle Rittenhouse has no privilege of self-defense in this case because he provoked the attacks upon himself, and therefore the state need merely prove provocation rather than to have disprove um, in self-defense. The act of provocation, specifically the claim that he pointed his rifle at others, provoking Joseph Rosenbaum to chase him across the car source parking lot is supposed supported by no other evidence But for this video, this is why it's key here, folks. Without the video, then there is no act of provocation. And the prosecution would then have the unlikely to win task of attacking Kyle's claims of self-defense directly. The prosecution has a constitutional obligation to provide the defense with the evidence to be used against the defendant in court and fail to substantively meet this obligation by providing the defense with only low resolution of this video rather than the high resolution that was actually used by the evidence for the jury. It is incredible that Lunchbox and the other idiot, uh, Bringle, whatever his name is, right? The fat guy at Lunchbox, everybody calls him Lunchbox and this. It's incredible that this is even happening. This is not even, this is worse than, this is, this is not even, this is like worse than tampering with evidence, man. This is unbelievable, Siege. Yeah, I'm not sure at this point what the judge will do and, and nor am I a legal expert to determine if, if whether he has to accept or, or make a, a unilateral decision in terms of, of the outcome of the trial. But there's, there's no doubt, not only in, in the behavior of the prosecutors with, you know, basically detailing out that, that, you know, he, he did choose not to provide information prior to the trial, which was smart to him in terms of the actual, uh, when they interrogated him, but then also the video, which, you know, now that's coming out, V, that appears that, you know, you know, he initially said that, listen, the reason why your resolution was low is because I couldn't put it, you know, in a, in a Dropbox. Therefore, you know, I, I text or wh- however it was communicated, which we know would lower the resolution. It, it does that with images itself, not just not just with video. Uh, in particular, I don't know whether this video would allow it to be transferred files through through a text through your phone system. It may require it to be put like in you know Google Drive or something of that nature. One thing that did come up was was curious was that it, there appears to be two versions of the actual video that was provided. Now, according to I can't remember who originally tweeted this out, but apparently the video that came forth was a drone from Fox News. However, when you look at the actual video that I believe that was submitted into evidence, you can clearly see the Fox News up across the top. It lists there, um, you know, Brandon Beeman, yada, yada, yada. However, in the in the 
in the other one, it's 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 not there. So so they're trying to determine, OK, well, obviously someone has to have cropped out the FN out of the header. So where where did that take place? You know, who did the editing? If they have the original video file or the, the edited video file, they could easily take a look and look at the details of that video and it will show the last, you know, edit, you know, to it. Um, to determine that. So yeah, there's many, many things going on, many, many factors going into this. It's, it's, it's very unfortunate, you know, for, 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 for Kyle to be going through this. And like many have, have pointed to that, you know, they always say, well, why did he, why did he have to go there and everything? I'm not, we don't have to hash out the whole reasoning behind it, but be getting back to the root cause that if, if law enforcement or the, the state government or on the federal level would have intervened and not allowed those riots to take place and the burning down of buildings, we wouldn't be in this situation to begin with. So, so, you know, so you can't sit there and say, well, he had no business being there, but yet you, you know, you allowed this violence to take place, the burning down of businesses, everything to take place. So many, many factors. It's going to be very interesting to watch and monitor the outcome of this. No doubt. Uh, because all this, because the left is out there, the far left lunatic morons holding signs and with pictures of, uh, of Rosen, uh, whatever his name, Rosenbaum, and and the other kid, uh, uh, you know, Grosskreutz, and uh, uh, the other uh, loser, um, McGinnis, right? I think it was McGinnis. I don't know. Who, right, I, I right. lose track of him. But l- 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 let's look at the saint, Saint Rosenbaum over here, right? L- l- let's look at him. This is Rosenbaum's record. Okay, I'm going to read off what this guy has done, and you ought to thank God that Kyle did the Lord's work that night. I believe every pedophile should be executed, period. End of story. This is what Rosenbaum has done. Count one, masturbating in front of a minor. Count two, anally molesting a minor. Count three, distributed pornography to a minor. Count four, masturbating in front of another minor. Count five, anally molesting another minor. Count six, insertive fellatio with with a minor. Count seven, receptive fellatio with a minor. Count eight, touching another minor's genitals. Count nine, forcing a minor to touch his genitals. Count 10, touching another minor's genitals. Count 11, exposing himself to a minor. He spent 15 years in Arizona prison and has over 40 disciplinary actions. Okay, everything from assault on staff, possession of drugs and narcotics, tampering with security and safety devices, Several, several assaults on staff. I mean, the, the count is to the roof. The other guy, no better. He's also served a prison time. He's been in jail for assault, robbery, the whole nine yards. This guy, Gage, is another loser. He has a $10 million lawsuit, a DUI that was dismissed six days before the trial began. And he's got a $10 million lawsuit against the city of Kenosha that hinges on a guilty verdict for Kyle. This is what the left wants to rally around. And I'll tell you right now, man, it's incredible. Look at this. Probably suck at this one too. Call of Duty, moron warfare. Exactly. Exactly well said. It's remarkable to see this. And I think that uh, if the ju- if th- this is going to look, there's a way the judge could say, listen, mistrial with prejudice, you know, and, and, and say, you know what, that's it. It's over, kid. Go home. Right? Just go home. And just end this nonsense. There's that potentiality. But I think we're heading towards a, a hung jury, man. I think that's where it's going to go. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see how things develop. And we're going to probably sit out through another trial and probably be a quicker one. Because this time, the defense knows exactly what the prosecution is going to do. 
Yep, very well said. Anyway, Siege, with that being said, let's shift gears a little bit. I want to run through politicians taking L's. These are just some quick run-throughs of the recent, you know, Koof uh, and all the things Koof is doing because the narrative is collapsing a hard body. And this is just ending bad for them, Siege. Okay? This is just ending bad for them. First order of business. Let's talk about the the wonderful FDA, Siege. Okay? The FDA wants to fully, because they're transparent. Right, Siege? <laughs> fully transparent, V. We live fully. in the land of the free and the home of the brave. We have a constitutional republic. And the thing with us is, you know, we can ask our elected officials and unelected board members, and we can, you know, go to any one of these bureaucratic departments and request information. They just freely give it out to us, right? Because it's about the public health, right, CJ? It's about the health, B, with the outcome. We're, we're, we're focused on the livelihood of That's people. It. That's it. We care about the health of people because we're in the middle of a pandemic. We care. And they care so much, Siege, that the FDA wants until 2076 to fully release the Pfizer jab <laughs> data. 2076. You would have think that a president was assassinated. I mean, this is like a Kennedy assassination, right? Where they lock up the evidence of God knows Basically, when. right? <laughs> I mean, are they? Are, is the FDA that much in bed with Pfizer? That they are running cover for them? I mean, what do they have to hide, Siege? After all, this is safe, efficacious. Any one of the rumors of the of its efficacy and or side effects or harm is just nothing but conspiracy theories propagated by those who are anti-vaxxers. What do they have to hide? The FDA is actually a federal judge. Look at this. The, the FDA, not Pfizer. Pfizer didn't go to a federal judge. But the FDA did. The Food and Drug Administration has asked a federal judge to make the public wait until when, CJ? 2022? 2076. 2076! So in other words, everybody, every single five-year-old, like what Gus said earlier, like we were talking on chat, so basically when every five-year-old is eligible for Medicare is when we will know as a public <laughs> what the hell is in these things. <laughs> Do you love the freedom? Do you love it? <laughs> They're going to make us wait to 2076 to disclose all the data. Dude, how old will I be in 2070? That's 50 years. I'll be like 90. I'm almost dead. I'll be dead. I'll be yeah, dead. I'll be dead. Yeah, absolutely. So Siege will be dead, and I'll, I'll be on my way out. And then we'll finally learn what happened. Okay, we'll finally learn, Siege. And, of course, we'll get a, 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 a redacted printout. It will be and, redacted, 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 a straight black line, the, redacted, it, redacted, and the, redacted, redacted. That's what we're going to get. To disclose all the data of the information it relied upon to license the Pfizer's Koof 19 jab. This is not a typo. The FDA folks needs 55 years 
to produce this information to the public. See, what are they doing to calculate this data? Are they using abacuses? That's the crazy part of it. When when you think of it, like think of it this this way, V. They submitted Pfizer submitted over three hundred twenty nine thousand pages of documents to the FDA. Okay, mm-hmm. so basically, what they're stating is that the FDA is using this reasoning to the courts to say, listen, we can provide up to five hundred pages per month to you, and of the three hundred twenty nine thousand pages, that that would mean twenty seventy six. My question to the FDA is that, like, how did you get through those documents? to approve the vaccine to begin with within the time frame that was allowed. I mean, COVID's what, two years? We're two and a half years yeah. into, into COVID. We know that the first year didn't take place in terms of, of getting it even submitted for the emergency use, right? Right. So, so how could they have verified the data that Pfizer provided at the time that they licensed Pfizer, the, the jab for use, when they're asking the courts to say, listen, we need this amount of years to submit the data to you you know, you see what I'm saying. What I'm getting at is that it, it makes no sense. V, how how did they get through those 329,000 pages within the six months to a year to approve the jab? It makes absolutely no sense at all. 100% correct. 100% correct. How do they get through 329,000 pages? Maybe, maybe they, you know what it is? I know who it is. They got Nancy Pelosi to walk into the FDA and and see what's going on and then go directly to government officials and say listen we got to pass it to know what's in it we got to pass it to know what's in it so the fda is like ah, you know what who cares about the 329,000 pages of data which god only knows and if the israel study and the various other studies that are coming out about all the efficacy and the efficiency and the side effects of the jab, if that's coming out and that's been, you know, splashed across headlines all over the world, it don't look good. So imagine what's in there, right? Imagine and think about it. You have to understand, folks, one thing. It doesn't take, if you're going after raw data, you can put those raw data into some advanced programs and break it down in a matter of months. 329,000 pages of data can be broken down in a matter of months. It don't take 55 years. It don't take 55 years. Why are they waiting 55 years? So everybody that took the jab will probably be dead by then. Right? Because we already know that the jab that they're hitting the kids with already is laced with anticoagulants and it's laced with anti-heart attack medications. We already know that. That's already been leaked. That's out in the public eye. Don't believe me? Google it. I, I don't want to say go, go duck, duck, go, go it, or, or <laughs> opera it, or or start page it or something. <laughs> Google sucks. As, as a search engine, it's garbage. It's all ads. <laughs> Unbelievable. You- as explained in a prior article, the FDA reported, repeatedly promised full transparency with regard to the, co- with the COOF-19 including reaffirming the FDA's commitment to transparency when licensing Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine. With that promise in mind in in August and immediately following the approval of the vaccine, more than 30 academics, professors, and scientists from this country's most prestigious universities requested data and information submitted to the FDA by by Pfizer to license its COOF jab. The FDA's response? 
Oh, you want to hear the FDA's response stage? Let's hear it. I actually have audio recording, okay, of the FDA's response. Are you ready for this? Yep, I'm ready. All right, here we go. That's awesome. That was the FDA's response. You have some of the most talented minds in virology. Not sickos like Fauci who likes to, you know, put, remove the voice boxes from beetles, tie them up into a desert somewhere, and have sandflies feast on their faces. No, 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 no. Not guys like that. And there's a, uh, CJ, there's also an ape study that Fauci has done, which is like, <laughs> it's a pain study. Yeah. Maximum amount of pain a primate could take. And there were thousands of primates that were used for this stuff. This guy's sick. This guy's a modern day Mengele in the making. That's who Fauci is. It's not <laughs> coming from psychos like him. It's actually coming from actual, real scientists and virologists. Over thirty of them. And they said, "Look, we want to see the data. We want to see it." And the FDA is like, "Nothing. They got nothing." Yeah, I, I, I'm a very visual person. I, I picture somebody there at the FDA. Like printing the documents that Pfizer sent, you know, we're back in the 70s, 80s, right? Printing it and then and then taking a typewriter, typing it up, reproducing it, then going to a, a, a printer and scanning it like by page. I mean, I mean, aren't these things electronic to begin with? <laughs> I mean, it just that's what I'm saying. And, and the other fact that I, I, I'm not sure we'll ever get to this information or not, but I highly doubt that Pfizer even developed this technology. I, I, I firmly believe that this was, you know, created uh, maybe DARPA, somebody. We, we don't one. know who really created Like, we know Dr. Robert Malone is involved in creating yep. the mRNA technology. We know that much. But from that technology, it's like me. I invented, uh, I, I guess, uh, overhead camshaft. Okay, fine. I invented the overhead camshaft for, for engines. But if other manufacturers use my design and they kind of tweak it a little bit, it's no longer my design. It's, it's, it's theirs. And however, which way they run it. But yes. I can be credited as the man who invented the overhead camshaft. Yes, and Al Gore Same. the internet. Correct. Al Gore invented the internet. That is absolutely true. He did it, you know, because he's a genius. It took the FDA precisely 108 days from when Pfizer started, in, you know, producing the records for licensure, May 7th, 2021, to when F FDA licensed the Pfizer VAC, the jab, on August 23rd, 2021. Taking the FDA at its word, it conducted an intense, robust, thorough, and complete review and analysis of those documents in order to assure that the Pfizer Vax was safe and effective for licensure. While it can conduct that intense review of Pfizer's documents in 108 days, it now asks for 20,000 days to make these documents available to the public. So in other words, they could review it in a 108 days, three months. Right, like what I said, you could break down the data in three months, right? But in order to give it out to you guys, eh, we got to sandbag it at twenty thousand days. So let's get this straight: the federal government shields Pfizer from liability, gives it billions of dollars, makes Americans take its product. Although in certain blue states, blue hell holes, God forbid you live in these hell holes. You can't work, you can't eat if you don't have a Pfizer jab. But they won't let you see the data supporting its product safety and efficacy. 
So who does this work for? Folks, you got to understand, this is, again, like how many times me and CJ got to get on here for how many years and show you evidence after evidence after evidence after evidence. You do not live in a constitutional republic. That is just a euphemism these days that has no meaning for the corporatocracy that you live in. You are living in a corporatocracy that is rapidly transforming into a neo-feudalistic nightmare. That's where you're living. Like, how much more evidence do you need? Governments and large corporations, which I call the cartel, cartelism is another term I coined. Why do I call it cartelism? Just like in the you know cartel days in Colombia, right? You have the Cali cartel, the Medellin cartel. You have the you know two or three cartels running the show. The show. Same thing in Mexico, right? You go to Mexico, two or three cartels, the Sinaloas, the Zetas, and all these other guys, right? Same applies for Western corporations. Look at the United States. How many car companies? Three to four. How many telecom companies? Two to three. How many food companies? Four. How many media companies? Four. How many uh, biotech companies and big pharma? Three to four. How many insurance companies? Three to four. How many auto insurance companies? Three to four. The list goes on and on and on. You are living in cartel land. You are being fleeced. You have to understand. this. There's no difference from a Pablo Guzman and the CEO of Pfizer. You think there's a difference? I got more respect for Pablo Guzman. I got more dis- you know, respect for, you know, El Chapo and, of course, you know, Pablo Escobar than I have with these guys. Because at least with those guys, you know what they're about. They're letting you know they're bloodthirsty killers. They're letting you know that, hey, you know what? We play by very austere rules. But these corporate guys, they wear a suit and tie. And they figure out the most creative ways to ruin your life. Whether it's through regulation, whether it's through edicts, whether it's through whatever it is, they have their lackeys in government. And they all pretend Pfizer just took a $2.9 billion fine. Yeah, but how how much did they make in profit? The fine is basically paying the bribe, folks. That's all it is. This is why you could have major Wall Street banks that are fined billions of dollars, but they made hundreds of billions in profit. The fine is the bribe. Wash, rinse, repeat. Yeah, I, I fully agree, V. That's, that's where I'm far more interested. You know, I, I don't have the science background to go through these documents that they provided the FDA, but what, what, I, what I would be very interested to see is the, the financials. I, w- I would love for like right now, if if I was in the House, Senate, whatever, I'd be you know looking at um, the uh, House or Senate Oversight Committee and saying, hey, we want a forensic done on the amount of money that the government has has paid to Pfizer through this time period. We, we want to see the billions of dollars that, that have been paid. We, we also want a completely transparent list of what those expenditures look like in terms of their production, manufacturing of of the 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 jab and then likewise what likewise who who got the biggest paydouts where where were the funds used you know who during that time period were the largest uh either uh stock purchasers or and you know they're probably purchased under an llc however they're purchased you know so you're not probably not going to get to the individual regardless 
but I'm more I'm more interested in the financials because we know that even even with the funding for the research that the American taxpayers are the one are the ones that funded, you know, probably probably over 50 percent of the actual research that went in to do this job. But yet at the same time, we're also paying to get this jab to states, everything. And we're stating that the, we're, oh yeah, we're the government. We're, we're providing this to the citizens for, for free or, or no charge, which is, you know, absolutely a falsehood. There's nothing's for free. So I'd be, I'd be much more interested in seeing the, the uh, financial forensics done on the government expenditures that rolled into Pfizer, how it was used, who profited, you know, who took bonus payout, who, who cashed in on stock options during this time period, uh, because that I think the the devil is always in the details, you know. This in regards to the paperwork, I I I don't know. I'm not going to be able to go through it and determine what all that research was. But I'd love to see the financials of it and how much at this point the government has paid out to directly to Pfizer v. And this is why I have to uh, agree with uh, Alexander Craner. Alex Craner came out. Look, the whole he said it best. He said the whole system needs to get purged. The whole system's got to go. The system we have in place in all these Western countries around the world is broken. Okay, And we are in the United States, thank God, because we have our separations of power. We are the cleanest, dirtiest shirt in the play yard. Okay, But these things need to end. It all needs to go. And here's the rundown. Right? Look, look, I've, I've said this so many times. The way Western, polit- the way Western politicians are is that they don't have any sort of real foresight into what the long-term ramifications will be to their decisions. They really don't. They're, they never respond. They always react. So the political class and the managerial class and the corporate class in the United States and throughout much of the Western world is a very reactionary class. It's a very reactionary group of people, case in point. Look at this. I want to run down some headlines real quick. And, folks, really quick, at 12 p.m., I have a hard stop. I'm actually going to be on an interview with Press TV, so it's going to be pretty exciting. And we're talking about interest rates. So I'll be on for five minutes talking about interest rates and hyperinflation on Press TV. So that's going to be pretty cool. Anyway, 93% vaccinated Ireland has gone back into partial lockdown, including midnight curfew. Amid what's being called a fourth wave of infections to hit highly vaccinated Ireland. The government on Tuesday unveiled a new COOF-related restriction at the moment. Many are now worried that the country could be headed toward a full nationwide lockdown before Christmas. Have at it, Irish! Whatever happened to the fighting Irish? That's a a gone thing, I guess. Right? Cases are up 275%, CJ. What happened? Wow. 275%. They're fully jabbed. How can this happen? It's incredible. Look at another one. Gibraltar, the famous tax haven for the uber-rich, uber-wealthy. Gibraltar cancels Christmas despite the entire population (laughs) being vaccinated. Gibraltar's canceled official Christmas events and urged people to avoid gatherings to combat exponential spike in COVID cases despite its entire adult population being fully vaccinated. Known as the most vaccinated place on Earth, technically more than 118% of the British overseas territory's population is fully vaxxed, because Spaniards also enter the country to work every day. 
That has done little to prevent what the health minister has called a drastic increase in the numbers of people testing positive for COVID-19 in recent days, labeling the increase exponential. Samantha Sacramento pointed to an average of 56 COVID-19 cases per day over the last seven days, which is up from fewer than 10 in September. So here it is. Everybody and their cat is vaccinated on Gibraltar. What, what's going on? Right? Let's, let's talk about it. the politicians taking L's. Germany preparing to impose Austria-style lockdown on the unvaxxed. Germany is preparing to follow the example of Austria by imposing new lockdown measures that will exclusively apply to the unvaccinated. As we highlighted yesterday, Austrian authorities are enforcing new measures to have police patrol supermarkets and highways stopping people and checking their vaccination status. Similar scenes could now be about to unfold in neighboring Germany. The Guardian reports that the COVID situation in the country is worse than it was before the vaccine was introduced. On Tuesday, the country's disease control agency, Robert Koch Institute, recorded a seven-day incidence rate of 312 cases per 100,000. So there, there goes Germany. And look at look what Austria is doing. Yeah, what we're going to do in Austria. Yeah, I love Austria. It's where I'm from. And I love, you know, screw your freedom. You Americans need to learn from Austria. Look what they're doing. It's so beautiful, CJ. They are taking the vax, the injections, the way I took the steroids right into my right glute. So in Austria, okay, we have lockdowns. And, that's, and, and what happened with the lockdowns in Austria? Right, all of a sudden, days into the lockdown of the unvaccinated, because after all, siege, this is a disease, a pandemic of the unvaccinated, right? All of a sudden, days into the lockdown of the unvaccinated, there's a spike in cases. See, what is happening? What is all this data telling people with two brain cells to rub together? What is this? What is this screaming at us, siege? Well, obviously, you know, more than likely, V, I mean, I hate to say it. I, I could be a skeptic. I, I could be a, a climate change denier. I could be an anti-vaxxer, you know, whatever you want to label me. But I, V, I'm You're afraid to say that That's the jab, I could be Hitler. I'm afraid to say that the jab's not working, V. <laughs> what? Don't you dare say that. Maybe the jab ain't ain't so hot. Remember that video with, with Fauci was out there talking about 99% efficacy? And all of a sudden, it, it keeps going, and it, it drops from 99% to, like, 20%. Maybe this whole thing ain't what it's, what it's all cracked up to be. Just maybe. Just maybe officials need to take into account natural uh, you know, immunity. Just maybe. Right? And now, Siege, what has OSHA done? Because it, it's, it's game over. OSHA has, has actually withdrawn... They're saying that they're not going to enforce the actual uh, fake mandates that they feel that they've been allowed to do so. And and why? Uh, because the courts shunned them. The, the, the courts looked at the actual, you know, uh, you know, again, looking at the actual mandates that were rolled out from them. And the, the, basically the, the court said, listen, it's, you know, it, it's ridiculous. It's it, it's 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 unconstitutional and, and, it, and it cannot stand. And and therefore, again, you know, quote unquote, while OSHA remains confident. It has the authority to protect workers in emergency. OSHA has suspended activities related to the implementation and enforcement of the ETS pending future developments in the litigation. So, and we knew this, right? We, 
you know, we, we discussed this V a, a week ago where we stated that, you know, that that's the particular reason why they didn't go to the house and Senate. That's why they didn't go through the legislation to, to do any type of mandates because they completely knew that it was unconstitutional. And what was their route to circumvent the uh, elected, you know, quote unquote elected, I guess you could say uh, officials is to impose this through, through the, through the, through OSHA and Biden, Biden, it was probably unfavorable. I guarantee that they, they studied it where, you know, he probably thought at one time that he could do an executive order at that point, but my gosh, it would have been game over at that point. If, if a, an, a, an executive order was put out for that. But yeah, so this, so it doesn't, and this will end up at this in the Supreme Court at some point. We know that it's just a, just a matter of time. But this is this is a win. If we look at this today and measure this that OSHA's backing down is because they realize that that they don't have a chance in the courts. And rather than them be embarrassed, they're kind of backtracking a little bit. V. Yep. Not a snowball's chance in hell. Because Florida says, yeah, we'll pull out of OSHA. And something unique happens. AJ, you and I and Gus were sharing about this. This is uh, when I forwarded you guys the. The uh, notice from Oklahoma. Yes, huge. Huge news. So Oklahoma, okay, the, the federal, the Pentagon says the Oklahoma National Guard has to be jabbed. they got to be vaccinated in order for them to uh, operate. And then the leader of the Oklahoma National Guard says, uh, no, we're not going to do that. Well, then you can't be known as the National Guard. Fine. So Oklahoma has basically pulled out the scrubbed their whole entire National Guard status, and now they are right now being called a state militia. Or, in other words, they're known as the state militia of Oklahoma. In other words, okay, and in other words, Oklahoma now has a, an, a standing army siege. Yep, yep, bingo. This is going to spread. And this is what, this is what you know, all three of us have been talking about for a while. You, me, and Gus. We've been talking about two countries emerging. I've been talking for ever since this whole BS happened. I said, look, you know, I think uh, balkanization. We're seeing this. We're seeing literally before your eyes, folks, you're seeing two economies emerge. You're seeing Oklahoma just formed its own military. They formed their own army last night. You, you better believe Texas ain't, ain't too far behind. Neither is Arizona. Neither is Florida or Louisiana or Alabama or Georgia. This is huge. And we're seeing two economies, two realities, two ways of dealing with this. You go to like places like California, people are scared. They're terrified to step out. They're wearing two masks. They're triple jabbed. They're, they're, they're terrified to walk outside. And you go to a red state and it's still like 2019. Two nations, two realities, two economies. It is incredible to witness this siege. Absolutely incredible. And it, and it will continue. I, I think as we navigate through this, uh, states will have no choice and thank God that we have a few elected governors that are that are doing that and pushing back against the federal government. And hence why I said the other day that, you know, focus on your local elections. You know, just so it's just very important to ensure that you have a, a governor that has the balls to stand up to the feds and, and reject this tyranny that that's coming at us. It's just just so important 
um, to know exactly where they stand on terms of the, the mandates, things that have taken place. I know here in our state, for example, uh, the AG just filed a lawsuit you know, against the federal government as it relates to healthcare workers uh, with, with the mandates. And I think that trend will just continue across the country. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I think so. It, it, it's it's it, every single day that goes by. Washington D.C. is becoming more and more not only just illegitimate. It's becoming more and more less. It's becoming less and less influential. It has it has no power. And it's amazing to see for the first time ever power being drained out of D.C. Nobody cares about their edicts. Nobody has any confidence in what they're saying or what they're doing or what they're proposing. Nobody believes them. And there's there's a picture of me, folks. That is that that is me in full operational regalia. That is, that is exactly me, Siege. Yep. Just uh, wanted to let everyone know. I told uh, Tim uh, in our in our Telegram that I'd let everyone know about your interview there that's posted. So I put the link in the chat. You can go check out V's interview with Tim Kirby on his platform, Tim Kirby Russia. Absolutely. It's a great show. Uh, Tim Kirby Russia, go check it out. Great interview there. And I got press TV coming up. So I'll be talking with the Persians about uh, American interest rates. And uh, I'm going to I'm hit them hard, bro. I'm going to give them an eye opener. Uh, nobody nobody talks the, the money game like I do, period. End of story. Punto final, as they say. Right? Drop bombs, kill car alarms. That's it. Drop bombs and kill car alarms, brother. That's how we do it, you know? <laughs> anyway, folks, we're at the end of the show. And literally, we're witnessing the balkanization of the country, and it's good. It's good to see. Nobody really cares about Congress anymore. Nobody really cares what Washington, D.C. does. Nobody cares what Brandon does. And now the Democrats are, are concerned. What do they do with Camel Ho and, uh, and her succession to the crown? Now, that's going to be fun to watch. That's going to be, be a fun. lot of fun to watch them eat each other alive through that. It's going to be so it's much be fun. You know she's wait. not going to step down. That, that bitch is crazy. <laughs> she ain't going to step down. And, you yeah, know, I, they want booty juice. In that. Look, see, I said this months ago. It's going to be booty juice. Is going to, they're going to put booty juice in there. Why? Because booty juice is a Clintonista. He's a Clinton operative. Camel Ho is an Obama operative. So it's the power struggle between the two houses, the houses of Obama and the houses of Clinton. Uh, I tell you right now, I tell you right now, V and CJ, I, I've been in this thing for such a long time. I was governor in Arkansas, <laughs> uh, where I was running cocaine with Barry Seal. <laughs> oh, ho- hold on, hold on. Now, 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 people say that Camel can't do it. I would say that they're wrong. I have my puppet in the White House. Now, if if things go sideways, I'll tell Michael. I mean Michelle to run. Does that simple? <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you let Michelle run. I'll tell Hillary to come back. <laughs> what about Booty Juice? He's gay. <laughs> you can't say no to a gay man. Oh, hold on, Bill. Hold on. Now, you can't say no to a gay man, but you can't say no to a first-colored female vice president. You can't say no to that. <laughs> it's going to be a knuckle-dragging battle, and Rogue News will be ready to take that one on. <laughs> right, and real quick, I heard it on... Uh... I can't remember what news channel I heard it on, but apparently uh, one of the persons that works in the inner circle was told that they need to begin reviewing the documents that would allow, because I guess apparently if, if there's a resignation at the VP level or whatever, I believe that like the house or the Senate or something like that comes together to basically 
choose and vote. There's a process for it within within the, the Constitution. So but it's rarely ever, ever used. But I was told or not told. I saw it on the news uh, that someone within the circle said that they need to begin reviewing those documentations to be prepared in case that happens. So we'll see. There you go. And that being said, folks, we're at the end of the program. CJ, folks, if you haven't done so already, please subscribe. Subscribe. We are fighting hard body the algos. I mean, we went from like 20,000 real views to like they're squelching us at 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, 6,000. It's, it's a joke. Uh, we've lost over 8,000 subs. People email me constantly all the time. Hey, man, I subscribed to you three times this week. I keep subscribing. Somehow uh, they keep unsubscribing me. We all know what the game is being played here. It is an algorithmic fight. We got to break 100K again, Siege. This is going to be the second again. time we're breaking 100,000. So all hands on deck. Subscribe, like, comment, share. Hit, hit us with a thumbs up. Fight the algos. And with that being said, El Cuco, take it.